Welcome back to episode 26 of the Show Me Show podcast. We have a great show today. NFL is back. We have a complete week one recap in our new style, kind of. Um, then we have a little bit of NFL predictions since we didn't get the, the predictions episode out, but these predictions were made before the NFL season started and we didn't change them at all. I promise. I did. We definitely didn't. And uh, then we have Cardinals talk at the end, Albert Pujols being an absolute menace, uh, tying all kinds of records and passing people on the all-time home run chart, getting closer to that 700 mark. And that is all on this week's episode. So let's get right into it. All right, since we don't have an intro now, we really get right into it. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, with the new style. So I, me and Cam talked beforehand. We're going to do like a quick uh, recap of each game here. So do you have a timer pulled up on your computer, Cam? Uh, I, don't, I don't have a, a timer. Um, okay. I just have the list of teams that... Okay, we'll just pull up like doing... a timer on Google or something. Okay, hold on. Um, see here. All right, I got I got mine up. If you want me to go first, fuck, where is that? Just just type a thirty second find... timer. Oh, okay, there it is. Okay, I'm trying to find all the scores, so I just have them in front of me. What is it? Thirty seconds. So yeah. you want thirty second timer. So each game we'll get thirty second recap, and we'll just like rattle them off, and then afterwards we're going to talk a little bit about some of the uh, cooler games and and stuff like in more detail. So, okay, all right, all right. So welcome to week one. We had uh, Falcons and the Saints, and this one was an all time Falcons choke fest, as per usual. At home, the Falcons were up sixteen. Going into pretty much the fourth quarter. I don't know if it was exactly 16 going into the fourth. And Jameis only had like 60 passing yards. But he rattled off famous Jameis in the second half. And the Saints got the win. 200 passing yards all in the fourth quarter for Jameis. And they came back to beat the Falcons. So, yeah, 27-26 final in Atlanta. Uh, next up, we have the Browns at the Panthers. Baker Mayfield revenge game. Uh, it didn't start off so good as the Browns came out to an early 17 to seven lead. The Panthers fought all the way back though to take the lead, ultimately 24 23. And then the Browns, with less than two minutes left, go down. Uh, Cade York, I do believe is his name, kicks a game winning 58 yard field goal to take the Browns victorious in the Baker Mayfield revenge games 26 24. Yeah, well, that brings us over to Chicago, where it was just a monsoon. The field was a giant sloppy mess. It was actually embarrassing. So it's a good thing that they're moving to Arlington to when they rebuild their stadium. But the Bears were able to score 19 points all in the second half after not scoring any in the first, and they get the win over the 49ers, 19-10. to And Trey Lance was not good in the passing game, but... Justin Fields had one or two big plays, and that's all it took for the Bears to get the win. They win 19-10. And we head down to Houston, where the Texans will take on the Colts in an NFC South, AFC South matchup. And it wouldn't be week one if we didn't have any ties. And, of course, it was the Texans. Texans jump out to an early lead. Ultimately, they were up 20 to nothing at one point. 
and the Colts fought all the way back to tie it before going into overtime where it was just a dud fest. No one could score, and we have our first tie of the NFL season, 20-20. to All right, so now we're going to head on over to Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, week one, always a good uh, week one matchup when these two get together in the division. And it was not looking good for Joe Burrow as he tossed four interceptions today. Um, and But some bad news for the Steelers. T.J. Watt probably tore his pack. Um, this game actually ended up going into overtime because the Steelers' offense is just an absolute shit box. Mitch did not play good throughout the game, but when it mattered – in overtime, he led a eight-play, 45-yard drive, and they kicked a game-winning field goal after both teams missed field goals in overtime. Chris Boswell kicked a 53-yarder, and the Steelers got it done in Cincinnati. Now we have the Commanders and the Jaguars in a bottom or in a battle of some really bad teams. Carson Wentz, though, in his Commanders debut, throws for four touchdowns and over 300 yards um, to lead the. Commanders to victory, 28-22, uh, and helps to a late touchdown deep pass to Terry McLaurin and some turnover magic by the Commanders defense picking off Carson or Trevor Lawrence at the end of the game. And that 28-22 is the final in that one. Cam, you're muted. <laughs> my bad uh so we head down to uh miami where the hurricanes were victorious last night but it's the dolphins and patriots who are in action today and it was kind of a really bad show of offense by both teams but Tua threw a slant imagine that to Jalen waddle and he took it the distance kind of late in the game to secure the game and yeah the dolphins get a week one victory over the patriots and the patriots do not look good. We talked about that they earlier this uh, in the season for the preseason. Their offense looked bad, and it showed today. So, yeah, Dolphins win. Uh, let's see if I can get a score here that I did not have right. 20-7. to seven. Yeah. Next, we head to the Motor City in Detroit, where the Lions sold out their crowd for the first time in multiple years. Uh, where they will take on the Eagles and NFC East favorites there. Uh, the final score is 38-35 in a shootout matchup. Eagles looked, they were clicking on all cylinders on offense today. Lions, however, had that dog in them. They wouldn't give up in the fight. They came back time and time again to make it close, but ultimately the Eagles go for it on a fourth and one to clinch the game and win it 38-35, as I said previously. All right, then we head to MetLife Stadium where the Jets took on the Ravens, and this one was not pretty, to say the least. Um, the Jets had to start Joe Flacco here on 9-11, which was a tough scene in the least because he did not do anything until the very end of the game when they scored a touchdown. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, was betting on himself, kind of like Aaron Judge, and he threw three touchdowns, one 70-yard bomb to Rashad Bateman, and Devin Duvernay had two touchdowns as well as the Ravens got the victory 24-9 to 
in MetLife. Now we head to the Packers game, my Packers, where the annual week one tradition now of getting blown out uh, continued in Minnesota. Kirk Cousins threw for a lot of touchdowns. I can't, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he looked really nice. Justin Jefferson went off for 180 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 10 receptions. Uh, if you draft him in fantasy, congrats, because he's a beast. Uh, the new Kevin O'Connell era is underway in a very good way as the Vikings will take the NFC North lead from the Packers, 23-7. to You're muted again, I think. <laughs> Hold on. ESPN is making some weird noises. What do you mean? Okay. Anyway, in Arizona, we went, and it was a really rough showing for Kyler Murray uh, and the Cardinals. They only put up 21 points against the Chiefs. uh, But Mahomes looked great, and they really didn't seem to miss a beat without Tyree Kill, who also played good today for the Dolphins. But – he was finding everybody, and it was uh, actually the preseason sensation Fortson that caught a touchdown. Kelsey caught a touchdown. Clyde Edwards-Alaire had two touchdowns, and the Chiefs won 44-21, and Mahomes looked great. So they're probably going to be really good again this year. And for another West matchup, we have... The Raiders and the Chargers divisional matchup. High hopes for both of these teams going into the season. Uh, but it's the Chargers emerging victorious in this one, 24-19 over the Raiders. Uh, in Devontae Adams' debut, he had over 140 receiving yards and a touchdown. Packers could use that. Justin Herbert's nice as he goes 26-34 of 34 with three touchdowns in his hopeful MVP campaign this year for the Chargers. And that is the final in that one. And then we head out to the Giant Tits game where we actually have Nashville was packed for this game. The stadium looked very ba- or packed at Nissan Stadium, and uh, the Giants came to play, actually, but it didn't start uh, anything in the first half until we got to the second half, though. Saquon came alive, and uh, he ripped off two really long runs, almost housed like a 70-yarder, and then he had another 40-yarder, and Saquon had 164 yards today, and uh, I think two touchdowns, and the Giants went for two when they tied it up, or when they were trying going to tie it up, and took the lead 21-20 with a shovel pass to Saquon, and then Fat Randy, Tannehill marched the Titans down the field, and Fat Randy missed a 44-yard field goal. And the Giants win week one against the Titans, the number one seed in the playoffs last year. And the Giants finally went on opening day, just like the Browns, for the first time since 2010. Wow. I didn't realize it had been that long. That wraps up the, the quick recap, I guess as the Sunday night game is currently not over right now. It just started the second half for us here. Um, But I think one game that we didn't talk about yet, Bills-Rams, the opener to uh, the NFL season, really took place on Thursday night. What a game that was. I mean, the Bills just came out. They're the Super Bowl favorites, 
and they just came out and dominated on all cylinders. The, the first drive, they just went down and scored with ease. Then the Rams kind of a little bit of push, you know, they, they forced some turnovers on defense. Then they, uh, they put a little bit off offense on the board. They tied it up before halftime, but then the bills, it was just all bills from there on out. Josh Allen looked flawless. Did the Rams score in the second half? No. Shut out in the second so half. The final, was the final 31-10? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I know the Rams forced like three turnovers in the first half, and then after that it was just kind of a beatdown. Yeah. A Josh Allen beatdown, really. I mean, he started uncorking some balls in that game, and uh, yeah, the Bills kind of ran away with that one. But that one was – that one was really interesting because the Rams, you know, they lowered their banner into the stadium, the first one really in that stadium uh, because obviously yeah, the Chargers didn't say anything. Yeah. And um, first Super Bowl banner, you know, I don't know if it was ring night or whatever, but, I mean, they just got stomped in the second half. And what was even worse was, um, and this happens pretty much every time that there's a game in L.A. for football, but – there was more Bills, Bills fans. Yeah, Bills Mafia, you know, came to play, and it was louder uh, when the Rams were on the field on offense than when the Bills were on the field for offense. And, uh, yeah, so that was a tough look. But that's also uh, the average look for the Rams games. Um, if there's a strong fan base, like if the Packers went and played the Rams, you know, there's probably going to be more Packers fans in the stands that actually like care and will cheer, then there will be Rams fans that will be up and cheering. And the same kind of goes with the chargers too. Uh, Raiders fans really showed out today, but uh, as we said earlier, chargers actually got the win, but yeah, I mean, they say whose house Rams house or something, some shit yeah, like that. Definitely but, not. No, it's the yeah. team's house. Yeah. I think I saw Stefan Diggs actually posted something pretty funny. He was like, uh, Mi casa es su casa, you know, when uh, the Bills came to play. So, and he was right. Like I said, I mean, Bills Mafia overtook the Rams fans. So, and uh, propelled yeah, another, the Bills to a big win. So, another tough look for the Rams is that Odell Beckham Jr. was there to raise the trophy before the game. And after the game, he tweeted, Man, the Bills look nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, just to add insult to injury for them. But, Honestly, I don't. I, it didn't affect my outlook on the Rams. I still think they're going to be a really good team. I, I have them as the one seed in the NFC still. I just think the Bills are that good, and they are. They have a chance, I think, to go undefeated this year. Like I think that's their goal. They're that good. They, the 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 prediction that I can align them most with is the 2016 Cubs. Hadn't won a World Series in forever. They had been slowly building this up uh, the year before. They made it to the championship series, and they played really well. They just didn't quite have enough. They went out, and they signed a few pieces in the offseason. The next year, everyone's like, they're the World Series favorites. It was kind of like a consensus that, that this was the year that they were going to do it, and they ultimately went out, and they won the World Series. This is how exactly how I feel with the Bills. They've been building this up for years and years now. Last year, they were, they were so close. They were just right there. They are just missing a little bit on defense. What did they do? They went out, they got Von Miller, uh, they got some cornerbacks in the draft. I think they filled those defensive holes, and if they're the Super Bowl favorites. They're, everyone's in a consensus that they're going to win, and I, I really think they're that good. Yeah, and it's kind of been a trend over the past few years. You know how like we always talk about like how when everybody 
is high on a team, then that team usually loses. But when you think about it, over the past couple of years, like as soon as Tom Brady got to uh, Tampa Bay, we were like, oh, they're going to win the Super Bowl. They're loaded because they were loaded. Yeah. And they went and won the Super Bowl. Last year when the Rams got Matt Stafford and uh, we knew that Aaron Donald was coming back and then they signed Odell, we were like, the Rams are going to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And then they did. And then if you think even three years ago, uh, the Chiefs were coming off a season in which they probably should have won the Super Bowl, but uh, D4 D4. was off sides. And we were like, the Chiefs are probably going to win the Super Bowl this year. And they won the Super Bowl against the 49ers. So it's kind of fans have actually kind of been on their A game in terms of like hyping up teams and predicting the Super Bowl winners. But if any team was to lose a Super Bowl or not even get there, it would be the Bills because, you know, if you know anything about the Buffalo Bills history, just tremendously sad playoff history. The four falls of Buffalo, four straight Super Bowl losses, and just other playoff woes. Including one of those Super Bowl losses with a game-winning field goal miss. So Yeah. Yeah, I think that was the first one. Um, You know, two of those Super Bowl losses to the Cowboys, um, actually, who are on right now, but so if somebody was to break the little streak here of predicting hyping up teams to win the Super Bowl, it would be the Bills. But yeah, I mean they just look so good. And I think if they would have played the Bill or the Bengals last year instead of the Chiefs, they probably would have won. I don't think I don't know if they would have beaten the Rams, but who knows, you know. I mean they, I, they looked I, I way agree improved with you on that. because, you know, the Rams had Von Miller and now the you know, now the Bills have Von Miller. So, you know. Things like that, and the Rams just looked really good last year. Von so. Miller looked nice in this game, too. Oh, yeah. He had a very sacks, and he was always a presence right there. So mm-hmm. The whole defensive front played pretty solid. I mean, the Rams so the corners run the ball. Yeah. Kyrie, and the linebacking core of Edmonds and Milano played well, too. Like, their whole defense was just balling out. Yeah. And then um, offense, yeah. he had Diggs and Allen just going off. And oh, and Davis, uh, Gabe, got Davis. Gabe Davis was – Electric again, yeah. right where he was. Isaiah McKenzie off. had a touchdown. Yeah, fuck that guy. But yeah, um, just yeah. amazing. They just so. if they just had like a stud running back, and all Devin Singletary played all right, um, and they have Zach Moss. But if they just had like a stud running back, also uh, James Cook fumbled on his very first NFL carry, so that was not good for him. But, Kareem Hunt scene. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um. All right, so some other exciting games today. We can talk about the Steelers, I guess, because it was exciting in some ways and it was boring in other ways, but uh, ultimately it was just chaos. And it reminded me of a college football game, honestly. <laughs> that's that's the only way I can describe it as. Um, just just wild. I, I saw the, 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 uh, the score and it was Steelers 17-3, to and I was like, Bengals having a Super Bowl hangover here, but uh, – they came back, and I thought they were going to win. You know, they scored that touchdown with no time left to tie the game, and then all it takes is an extra point. But nope, Minka Fitzpatrick blocked it. Um, very similar to the LSU-Florida State game that happened last week. Uh, and then it goes to overtime, and no one scores for quite a while anyway until Boswell hit a very clutch field goal. So, Yeah, I mean, it was a crazy game as a Steelers fan. But um, – I say this all the time. You kind of get used to it. Like uh, Steelers games 
always come down to the last possession pretty much over the past couple of years. Um, uh, North Carolina football games always come down to the, just like this week came down to the last possession. So I've, I'm kind of become accustomed to it. Usually when Mizzou was decent, uh, their games come down to the last possession as well. So uh, as a football fan, I, you get used to it. Not that it becomes any less stressful, game. but uh, yeah. So yeah, the Steelers defense though today was amazing. It was funny actually. Chase Claypool actually posted something online that was actually funny for once and not dumb. He just <laughs> took a picture of himself in the locker room and just said, "Thank you, defense, <laughs> uh, for that." Thank you, win. Minka. Minka uh, carried that game. I mean, Minka was awesome, uh, but I mean, Alex Highsmith had three sacks. Um, TJ Watt had a sack, and then uh, he also had an interception, but we'll get to that here in a second. He's probably – he could be out for the year. Um, uh, they're listing three to four months on it. Yeah. Well, that was NFL rumors, and uh, there was actually a funny comment in the comment section of that post. It was like sources, and it just said, dude, trust me. So <laughs> that is the NFL rumors guy, but, yeah, True. it could be three to four months. Although J.J. Watt, I'm pretty sure. Tore his pack. Like he tore everything. Years, tore his, his labrum his last year, and he came back. Yeah. So I don't know. But the Watts get uh, hurt all the time, so that's one thing to keep in mind. It's just like imagine if they never got hurt. Like both sides, like the career that J.J. Watt had as a Houston Texan, but add on like way more sacks and who knows what else. You know, because he was just hurt a lot towards the end, and still gets hurt now a lot. I don't even was I don't know if he played today or not, but and T.J. Watt has obviously had injury issues as well. But I mean, they had to re-sign him. He's the best player on the team. So, but yeah, Steelers defense cooked. Um, Mitch was really bad most of the game. Honestly, he was missing George Pickens um, when George Pickens was winning his battles and getting open and he just wasn't doing anything Najee didn't do anything but at the end of the day it was on the offensive line they were really shitty um so yeah they I don't know if they're going to be able to do anything Bengals offensive line looked really bad too oh yeah Bengals offensive line was terrible too uh so the new I don't know I mean Mitch Mitch is one thing about Mitch and so is Joe Burrow obviously we saw it that's actually how uh TJ Watt tours pack they're both able to uh move around in the pocket. And I think that's why the Steelers went after Mitch because you went from a microwave and big Ben to Mitch who can actually move and run around a little bit. Um, but yeah, Mitch was just not good until, until He's surprisingly mobile. Yeah, I know he doesn't see, he doesn't come off as a yeah. guy that would be super mobile. He kind of just looks like a statue, but uh, yeah. He was mobile, and on that last drive, like I said, eight plays, 45 yards, and he got him into field goal range. And Chris Boswell nailed it the second time around. And the first time around, he also almost nailed it, but it doinked off the upright. It kind of, like, curved in and then curved out. It was a wild kick. So, yeah. It was weird. A chaos-filled game, and it just would not end. Like, the afternoon slate of games was starting, and on red zone, they're just like, this game will not end. <laughs> like, yeah. We have to get it over with. They're almost getting annoyed with it, so that was kind of funny. Yeah, it was also um, just a wild week one sequence where we had Houston and 
the Colts, it was a 2020 overtime game, and the Steelers-Bengals was a 2020 overtime game, the score being. And both teams, I'm pretty sure the uh, Texans were up 20 to 7. So the Steelers were up 20 to 3. They were up 20 oh, to 20 3. To three? Okay. I think I said 20 to nothing in the recap, but it was the Colts had a, a field goal. Okay. And the Steelers were up 17 to 3 most of the game. Um, so both teams came back, and then it was a 2020 overtime. So that was a little, that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah. Well, I mean, in, in the Colts game, it, it was 20 to 6, and then they went down and scored a touchdown, and then the Texans fumbled like two plays later, and then the Colts went down. So it was just like an instant flip right there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's funny that a week one tie, though, that doesn't yeah. involve the Browns. <laughs> yeah, that um, is something the Browns would do. But uh, I think some other games we could talk about the. The Chiefs and Cardinals, Patrick Mahomes just went off, as you'll see later in the preview. He was my pick for MVP. Um, I knew Tyreek Hill, whenever he left, I knew it wouldn't affect Patrick Mahomes that much at all, and it didn't seem to, really. Through five touchdowns, 300 yards, he's just incredible. Yeah. They take care of business in the desert. Yeah. um, And that I do think that the one play that uh, Mahomes will miss Tyreek Hill on is just – the fuck shit play, you know, where the play's been going on for 10 seconds and Tyreek Hill is just eventually gets open deep down the field because, I mean, a cornerback can't cover Tyreek Hill for 10 seconds. And then Mahomes would find him. Uh, they don't have that kind of speedster on the team and guy that gets open, but it didn't really yeah. matter today. Um, Juju fumbled. I did see that, but he still caught some passes, so... Uh, Clyde Edwards Alaire looked good today. So that's I'm kinda happy about that. Two touchdowns. Uh, yeah. Although he did kill a guy in college in self defense. We always like to bring Drew that was, up. But yeah. Dude has he has that dog in him. What do you think about <laughs> it? <laughs> kind of, yeah. He's primed for a good season this year, I think. Oh yeah. After a down year last year. Yeah. So and then uh the 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 Packers just this seems to be a week one tradition now. Like we're just establishing an annual event of week one, uh, go on the road and just get blown out by the other team, just completely dismantled. Um, you know, last year it was a 35 to three loss. Everything looked bad there. You know, offense looked atrocious. And then uh, the defense looked really bad as well. Jameis was carving us up uh, this year. It was just the offense that looked bad. Uh, and then on the other side, it was literally just Justin Jefferson being Justin Jefferson and the best receiver in the league that he is. Um, and the Kevin O'Connell offense actually uh, doing pretty good. But really, it was the Packers. We knew coming into this that the receivers were going to be bad. But I don't think any of us had any idea that they were going to be this bad. It was just atrocious. We couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field because Rodgers didn't have the trust. Um, Tanyan had a few plays. Cobb had a few plays. Um, other than that, it was literally just Dylan and Jones carrying yeah. the, the team. Yeah, uh, one thing I'd like, I'd like to point out is, uh, you know, I've played football before and I understand momentum swings and stuff. Uh, Christian Watson dropping that first play touchdown of his career, pretty much that first play on offense for him. That, you know, that really hurt. You know, if they get that play, the offense feels like it's in a little bit of a rhythm. Um, but they don't end up scoring till sometime in the second half. And he was wide open, and it 
Rodgers throws a perfect pass, MVP-type pass like he does. Like 50 yards down, yeah. just dropped it right in the bread basket. Yeah, I mean, he literally went through, like, if the if Christian Watson made a hand bucket with his arms, it would have went right through. I mean, it was an amazing throw, and he just dropped it. And it was it was an embarrassing drop, too. It was, um, it was so bad because – it was like one of the first plays of the game. And if you start off your career b- burning a receiver like that, going 75 yards to the house, you're instantly just a legend. And then you have the confidence of a mountain. You can just do anything at that point. And instead, goes right through his hands, and then he feels awful. And Rodgers actually doesn't even throw to him until the fourth quarter. So, um, yeah. But I, I ultimately don't th- – I think he's still going to be good. I think he'll actually learn from this, and it'll make him a better player. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a tough way to start off a career and a game, really. Um, and like you were talking about with the momentum Season. swings. Yeah. I mean, after that, you could just tell Rodgers is like, here we go, you know. You could just tell the look of disappointment on his face, and he's like, this is going to be a long year. And it is if we continue to play like that on offense. Cause yeah. it, was, it wasn't as bad as watching Mizzou, but yeah, uh, it was still pretty bad. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if you guys are at home next weekend or not, um, but they need it. Um, I mean, the Viking Stadium, beautiful stadium, by the way. I love that stadium. Um, but it was electric. And just hearing the skulls all throughout the stadium, I mean, and Rodgers was just getting tossed around. He got sacked four times. Plenty of QB hits, too. Um, not to mention the little lick that Zadarius Smith put on him. Kind of just yeah. like a, a friendly. A friendly yeah. love tap that sent Aaron Rodgers flying. I mean, it was not a yeah. love tap, but football it kind of was. Yeah, so um, we – we are uh, at home at Sunday night football against the Bears next week, so okay. that'll be good. That'll be a great yeah. way to get back on track <laughs> at home against the Bears. That, you guys need Brian that. Time. You guys definitely and, uh, need that. But the, although I will say, one thing, you know, Bears I, defense played good today, but it was against Trey Lance in a monsoon. So it's kind of yeah. that game is like completely unjudgeable because you can't really judge Fields really either passing because I, the ball was so wet there. It literally, when everybody gets tackled, you just see this big puddle fly up in the air on the screen. Um, it was just disgusting. I don't understand why they don't have turf. Honestly, it was it was kind of like uh, the Bills Patriots game last year. Uh, like when it was super windy, you just you just throw everything out. Like whoever wins gets a win. Nice, but if you're trying to like use that as predictions for like the next week, it just don't even bother. It's an anomaly. Um, yeah, it, that game was an anomaly. It reminds me of uh, the Eagles-Lions game from years and years ago uh, when Shady McCoy kind of ran all over Calvin Johnson and the Lions. Um, but there was about like two, a foot of snow pretty much dropped yeah. on their face during the span of the game. And it was awesome to watch on television, an all-time game. But, you know, it's kind of like that. It's an, an anomaly. It's just like random. You know, you just can't really take anything from it. Um, besides maybe grit and motor stuff and uh, mechanics and stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. There wasn't a whole lot of good on offense from either teams, really. Yeah. And one more thing about the Packers game. It was just a tough scene seeing uh, Zadarius Smith in the purple. And I hate to admit it, but he looked good. He looked good in the Vikings purple. Um, when when oh, I yeah. said that, it reminded me of it. So 
Yeah, Vikings uniforms. I've always been a fan of the Vikings uniforms ever since they kind of redesigned them a little bit when they uh, got their new stadium. Just kind of tinted it a little bit differently. I think they look nice. So Yeah, yeah. and I think some of the other games we can skip. uh, The Falcons blow another lead. Uh, Jameis with a nice comeback there. That was kind of funny. I remember when they went up by 16 points, like at the end of the third quarter. And I was like, wow, this is a, a perfect like score line like that you'd see on like a meme. Like, oh, I cannot believe they, they blew this game. I was like, I could totally see it happening. And then boom, next thing you know, Saints come back and win with a game-winning field goal. Um, and then yeah. um, I'll, I'll say this, you know, you know, I'm a Jameis fan from hell. I mean, I just root for Jameis like no other, but. I did not think they were coming back in that game, even with, you know, the Falcons' history of blowing games. They just weren't doing anything on offense at all, and the Falcons' defense looked really good, and then some kind of switch flipped. And like I said, Jameis only threw for like 60 yards through the first three quarters, and he threw for 200-plus and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So I have no idea what happened there. Um and even on the, the kick, uh, the Falcons put themselves in a position to win the game. Um, and the young ho uh kick got blocked. blocked, you know, and their special teams unit all day had been really good. So that, you know, kind of wild, you know, that the special teams gave one up there too. Um, but, yeah, I was not expecting that comeback. But they did it. So I, I can't say I was expecting it myself, but uh... – I wasn't exactly surprised when I saw it because the thought did occur to me. And then the last game that we have to talk about, the Giants. Wow. I mean, they just this just came out of nowhere. I think we kind of figured that the Titans weren't going to be as good this year as they were last year. But I don't think we expected this at all. I mean, this is just – it's sad, honestly, to see this happen because I do believe the game was uh, in Tennessee. Yeah, it was in Nashville, the Giant Tits oh, game. Oh, man. And at Nissan Stadium, and like I said, they it was a packed crowd. They were ready to go. I thought Vrabel would have the guys ready to go, but I have no idea what happened. Um, I mean, Tannehill led them right down the field pretty much at the start of the game, threw a touchdown to Dontrell Hilliard uh, on a seam route, and that was not a whole lot of offense after that. And the Giants, I don't, they didn't score in the first half, much like the the Packers. So, um, yeah, it was pretty bad. And then I don't – and it's not like Daniel Jones was good today either. He really wasn't. Saquon. But Saquon is back. He's healthy right now, and Saquon is back. 164 yards, two touchdowns, key two-point conversion play to win the game. And I just tip my cap to Brian Dable for going for it. I have no idea why he went for it. He doesn't really gain a whole lot by going for it because there was still a minute left on the clock. And, by the way, the Titans drove right down the field and got into field goal range off a beautiful Tannehill pass. But, like I said, Fat Randy missed the field goal on a weekend of where kicks were just missed left and right you know, around college football and the NFL, but I I, mean, I still can't believe he went for two there. Yeah, I mean, I I love it. I love just showcasing like, hey, I'm here to win. We're here to win this game. Let's go out and do it. Um, You, you know, winners got to make big plays in a game, and they went out and they made some big plays. Sterling Shepard had a big play. Um, Saquon had some big runs ultimately with that. Um, 
So fantasy owners, finally, that, that love Saquon for years are finally getting this. Um, but really, I mean, the kicking. Man, oh man, all weekend today in the NFL, really just all season. Because last week in college football, there was so many <laughs> missed kicks too. Um, so just tough scene right now for kickers around football because it's not <laughs> easy. It is not easy to do, and we're seeing that right now. Yeah, I mean, even some of the best, like Evan McPherson, who we thought was yeah, going to be good I this year, he missed some. It. I mean, um, you saw, we were texting on our Twitter chat all day long about football, and I was just like, yeah, there's just no way he misses this one. He's so good, you know, and he was. He was super good during the playoffs last year. And, you know, he just <laughs> – you know, they just shank some of these from time to time. It's yeah. insane. And college kickers is a whole nother subject. I mean, those guys are obviously not professionals and mm. it shows every weekend, but it, especially just last kids. weekend. Yeah, true. They're just kids. Yeah. You can't make fun of them. They're just kids. They're just there to have fun. Although they probably are fun. getting paid NIL now. So can no, probably only the good ones a little bit more. If Mevis misses a big kick, then you make fun of him because he'll be in the league one day. But Oh, yeah, that brings up another thing. I saw Andrew Mevis at the Mizzou football game that I went to a uh, couple weeks ago, the guy that missed the kick for the so Jaguars. The Cowboys in the preseason, coach? Yeah, in the preseason <laughs> camp and hit the Cowboys coach in the head. And, like <laughs> knocked him down, and then they just cut him. Which is kind of just a wild story. I don't know how you there. He must have been missing all kinds of kicks because, or they were just like, "This is just." I have a feeling, a gut feeling after <laughs> seeing that kick, we need to cut this guy. But yeah, I saw him at the yeah. game. Yeah. All right. So I guess we can move on to uh, our NFL predictions. I I think we talked about having like a preseason episode, but then we just never got around to it. So, um. I think we can just kind of like say our playoffs predictions and then like our Super Bowl predictions and stuff just to get that, just to get out ahead of the curve, you know, throw it out there kind of like we did for MLB. Um, you want to go first? You yeah, go first? I have a little bit more in depth. Uh, I have my full division preview, but I'll just rattle off mine and then you can like, I'll rattle off a division and then I'll let you say who you think you'll win. You think will win that division as well. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start in the AFC East. We're going to do all AFC first here. Um, AFC East, I have start with Bills, the North. Bills winning the AFC East again. Okay. Dolphins coming in second, Patriots third, and the Jets in fourth place in the AFC East. Um, That's we saw the, today. I, the exact same order. You do? Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, the Patriots today were really, really bad. I'd, um, but I mean, this was written a couple, like a week and a half ago, but it showed again. It just today. Re- it, it reaffirmed it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wrote mine earlier this week. So yeah, Bill's going to win. I think the Dolphins might somehow make the playoffs. We'll see though. They might get excluded. Uh, AFC North. I have the Ravens winning the AFC North. And then I have the Bengals in second, the Steelers in third, and the Browns in fourth. Say that controversial. Uh, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns. Yep. I have Ravens, Bengals, Browns, and Steelers, which may be kind of – it's hard for me to put the Steelers last because I know they're always so consistent and the defense is good, but I, I truly think that they're just the worst team in that division and that I'm basing it on talent alone in this, and that is why I have it in that order. 
which would not make sense because if I was basing on talent alone, I'd have the Bengals first. But something inside me is just like they're the Bengals, and you know they, they can't have sustained success. Um, so I have them as a wild card, but I have them finishing second. I think Lamar Jackson is going to be just on a just a, a revenge almost tour here, like, kind of like Aaron Judge was. You know, he declined. News came out today, he declined like a two hundred and eighty million dollar deal. And over $130 million guaranteed money. He declined that. Um, and we have to keep in mind he's his own agent here. So he has got no one advising him on what to do, which probably would have helped in that scenario because that's a pretty good deal, I would feel like. But hey, he's betting on himself. Um, he says he wants Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes type money. And, if, you know, today he really showed it. And I think he goes out and wins the division for the Ravens. They're going to be wanting to pay him what he wants. Yeah. I, completely agree about Lamar Jackson. I he right now I know you just said he declined that deal. He's looking for 230 million guaranteed. And I think he might be able to get it and if it's not from the Ravens, it will be from somebody else. I mean, if he hits the open market, things could get crazy. Now, I think they would use the franchise tag uh next season. Um which That's would kind of suck for him. But I also heard things, you know, that if they do use the franchise tag, that he will just say, fuck it and sit out, you know, the first, like who knows how long until they got until a deal. Until they get him a deal. So who knows? But um, been seeing lots of stuff uh, that Dolphins fans want him, even though they love hyping up to him. At the same time, they're so quick to stab him in the back and get Lamar Jackson back to Miami. But yeah. Um my next division, AFC South. This one doesn't look as great now. I had the Colts winning it, Titans coming in second, Jaguars in third, and the Texans in fourth. I had the exact same order. Yeah. <laughs> and there's just not a whole lot to discuss there. I think Matty Ice, you know, he could be decent. And he was decent today when they finally got their offense going. And Jonathan Taylor had over 160 yards. And a touchdown, so we'll see. But why'd you say it wasn't looking so good? Because the Titans just looked really bad today. Oh. And you know, at well, the end of the day, the, the Colts did tie the Texans. So maybe they really. But aren't it's week good. one. It is week one. Um, I think the Texans were playing with a lot of heart. Yes, they, they definitely their were. Their defensive we were... backs seemed to get oh, a, a hand on like everything. Their defense yeah. was playing really good. So, and like you know, they just. They have a lot to get over. You know, they sucked last year, and, you know, they've had this looming black cloud of the Deshaun Watson thing looming over their heads, and now they're kind of freed from it. At least the players' side of it are. And uh, they can kind of just go out there and play, even though they don't have a whole lot of talent, especially, like, on offense. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the only battle there is between, like, the Jags and Texans for last. But I think the Jags... With Peterson they and Lawrence in his second year, they need to take a step up, which is literally just a step ahead of the Texans. <laughs> yeah. Um, AFC West, uh, this one is the confusion division for many people. For me, the I have chaos the Chiefs, division. Chiefs winning the division again, Raiders coming in second, Chargers coming in third, and the Broncos coming in fourth. And if I had to redo this today, I would say the Chargers coming in second. But that's not how it works. Wow. Okay. I ha- I also have the Chiefs winning. 
but I have the Chargers coming in second. And it was tough for me to pick between the Chiefs and Chargers. Ultimately, I just I was like, Patrick Mahomes is more uh, he's more experienced. I trust him more. And the Chargers are the Chargers. So um, that was the dividing decision in that one. And then I have the Broncos in third. Um, their defense is solid. Uh, and the combination of Russ Wilson and Nate Hackett, I think, is going to work out and click really well. Russ has got a great thing of receivers. Um, and then I have the Raiders in last, which is tough because I, that's what a lot of people have. But I think they're a solid team. But I, I, I'm not a believer in Josh McDaniels. And uh, I, I also wasn't a believer in Devontae Adams being good without Rodgers. But uh, I was proven wrong in that today. So uh, <laughs> it's more the opposite. But unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, that's my I mean, that's my it's name. it's the best division, obviously. In the NFL. But um and I think only three of them could make the playoffs. I don't think all four I don't think it's possible for all four, but no, oh, it, it's possible, but it would just be incredibly unlikely because they they have six division games, so they beat up on each other. How many I don't know. I don't really know the math. I'm I'm just know that it's never happened before. It, so Well yeah, it's because uh, now there's three wild card teams, so you could have a division winner and then all three wild card teams from the same division. But it's so okay, incredibly yeah. unlikely that. Yeah, that I just don't see that ever happening because you have the Bengals and stuff like that and other teams, but that may not win the division, but we'll probably still get in. Um, okay, so that takes us to the NFC East real quick. I have the Eagles one, Cowboys two, Commanders three, and the Giants four. But this could be a really, really fun Same. division now with the Giants winning. Uh, it's the beast, okay? You can't say, oh, the Giants winning makes them good because <laughs> they still suck. I think this is more a collapse on the Titans and them really, really underperforming than it is. I mean, the Giants played well, but at the same time, it's the beast. And the Commanders also won, but they played the Jaguars. Um, Eagles had a shootout with the Lions and the Cowboys looking like they're going to be in last place, but uh, you know, they're also playing the Buccaneers and Tom Brady. So I thought it, I, well, I was rooting for the Cowboys though. Cause I thought it'd be funny if the beast was all undefeated after this week, but um, it's just, it's a hard division to pick. I have the exact same order as you do though. And I really think the Eagles are going to be good this year. And another thing to note, no team in like a decade has won the beast two years in a row. So I'm sorry, Cowboys, but, History is not on your side here. Yeah, and that's not to say that they might not uh, figure it out here. They just don't look good week one. Mike Machida's team, although I'm a Mike McCarthy stand, so I can't say that. No, I hate Um, it. I'm the complete opposite. (laughs) NFC North. He does not need to coach a team. Packers one, Vikings two, Lions three, Bears four. I think the Packers will figure it out. But, uh... It wouldn't shock me if the Vikings – I think the Vikings are a playoff team. I'll say that right here, right now. Um, and it wouldn't shock me if they win the North. I've said it for months now. I have a weird feeling about the Vikings, like that they're just going to be good this year. And uh, today was obviously day one of the NFL, and they played good. But at the end of the day, Packers, Vikings – Packers don't win in Minnesota very often, so – that's another thing to point out about the Packers. You know, it's not only is it week one, you have to go play in Minnesota and you barely ever win there anyway. So 
I as a Packers fan, I wouldn't worry about it a whole lot because you're missing your two left or your two tackles, which is the two most two all pro tackles, two most important positions on the offensive line, um, in my opinion. So, yeah, I wouldn't worry about it a whole lot, but the lack of receiver play is a concern. But defense looked great, in my opinion, besides not being able to cover Justin Jefferson. Yeah, my guess just hit me good. But I had the exact same order. Yeah, and then Lions and Bears could be interchangeable. Um, It's because the Bears won today, so who knows if they can carry this. (laughs) But you said that game doesn't count. It doesn't count, but it, it does, Bears, doesn't it, count. Well, like we said, it, it still counts as a win, and winning means that's true means everything in the NFL. So yeah, next um, next week on Sunday Night Football, the Bears are going to have a better record than the Packers, and it's going to be weird. Yeah, that's another thing. The Seahawks lead the NFC West right now. <laughs> you want to do that division next? Uh, I actually have South and the West. We finish up with the West because okay. it's kind of wild. Like I like finishing with the South because it's at the bottom, but. I'm a South um, finisher. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, NFC South. Uh, I have the Saints winning at Bucks coming in second and still making the playoffs. Uh, Panthers third, Falcons fourth. So uh, I have the like two teams I, that I picked to come in the top two are going to get a win today. So yeah, I have the the Bucks winning and the Saints second, and then Panthers and Falcons. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to pick the Saints first, but I just, I'm like, Tom Brady, he's so consistent there. And the Saints just have major wild card energy to me. Like, I don't know if you know, like, they are such a playoff team, but like, they don't carry like the weight of a Super Bowl contender. So that to me gives me wild card energy. And that, that's, that screams second place. So I, I actually think the opposite. I, like, I, I said that they're going to win the division here. But it would not shock me if they come second in the division and our wild card team that you like you said, uh, you don't really expect to win the Super Bowl. But I think if they get into the playoffs, it they might cause havoc and like win two or three games and get all the way either to the Super Bowl or the conference championship. I just think that they they are a chaotic team and they don't have to worry about short arm breeze anymore and I don't know. Sean Payton, you know, I think he's a hell of a coach, but they just couldn't get it done with them in the playoffs for some reason. So I hope uh, Mr. Dennis can figure it out for him. Yeah. No, I I disagree. I think the Bucks are, are going to win. But And then yeah. the last division, I mean, since you're a West finisher right for some reason, you like to finish West. I, I, finish I did it in South. alphabetical order, to be yeah. honest. If you – do a little alphabet alphabetizing okay. here. It's an alphabetical I, order. I do it directional order. I do north, then east, then west, and then south. I don't know why. I don't know why I put east above west either. But but then it just it, happens. If you if you do it directionally, it would be northeast, southwest, which is exactly how no. I that's did. in a circle. I'm doing it like from top to bottom. Okay. I go top to bottom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Admit it. <laughs> okay. Uh, NFC West, I have the Rams winning it, the Cardinals coming in second, and the 49ers in third, and the Seahawks in fourth. So the complete opposite of what the standings are right now. Wait, say that again. I have the Rams in first, Cardinals in second, 49ers in third, and Seahawks in fourth, which is the complete opposite of what the standings are right now. (sighs) 
I have a the Rams in first also. Then I have the 49ers in second, uh, the Cardinals in third, and then, of course, the Seahawks in last. Um, that's a pretty easy one. But I, I, those three cha- teams are really interchangeable. I don't think the Cardinals have the capability to win the division just simply because, uh, you know, with Call of Duty coming out in, in mm-hmm. mid-October and then Cliff Kingsbury and his history of collapsing at the end of the year. They just yeah. don't have division-winning vibes. And they the really, other two I can. They don't have big game winning vibes after today. I mean, it's w- week one, but still, I, I think it was just the Chiefs. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll definitely just it have was to a tough see, scene but... for them for sure. And that's uh, it. All right. So you have playoffs. Like I have uh, seating order. I don't have seating order to be honest. But oh, this is what okay. I do have. I do. Well, if we want to just get straight, I can, I can give my so. seating order. You can just think of one real quick. I'll okay. Mine. So uh, in the AFC, since we started the AFC, I had the Bills finishing one. Uh, they have an easy division, and they're a really good team. I think that makes for a perfect one-seed combination. Then I have the Chiefs, two. The Ravens, I had three, I do believe, and then the Colts, fourth. Um, the five-seed, I had the Chargers. Six, I had the Bengals. And seven, I do believe I came in with the Broncos. It was tough. I was deciding really hard between the Dolphins and Broncos, but I went to the Broncos. Um and then in the NFC, I had the Rams at one. Then I had the Eagles as the two seed. Very, very shocking thing there. And then uh, who was it? The Packers I had at three, and then the Bucks at four. And then wild card teams, I forget who I I think I had the Vikings at five, the 49ers at six, and the Saints at seven. I want to say. Um, I don't really Remember exactly how what winning the division gets you, and if it's like you win, you're in the division, you're in. But if that does anything for seeding, I think it just has something to do with home top playoff four. games. Yeah, you're a top four seed. Okay. Um, and the AFC, I had the Bills being the one seed, the Chiefs being the two seed, the Ravens being the three seed. And then I had uh, the Colts, obviously, being the four seed because they win the South. And then I have um, the uh, Raiders being the five seed. And then I have the Bengals being the six seed and the Dolphins squeaking in at the 17. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Uh, not the Dolphins. Sorry. The Chargers squeaking in at the seven seed for the f- first time uh, because they did not get in last year. So very similar to mine. Other, we both had the Dolphins barely missing. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I had them in for a second in my head, but I was like, wait, wait, no, 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 no. I sorry, I have three teams from the West getting in. So yeah. Um, and then uh, did you do the the NFC? I did. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have the. Who was my one seed? Your Rams. Um. Rams, yeah, like Saints. I said, I didn't, I didn't have the seating done beforehand because I, I don't know, but I really don't think the Rams are a one seed. So uh, I'll just go balls to the wall and say Saints one, wow. Eagles two, Rams three, Packers four, Vikings five, uh, Buccaneers six, and shit, I want them in. Uh, Cardinals? Yeah. 
I want them in, I think. Cardinals okay. seven. So the 49ers missing the playoffs in years. Yeah, I think they're going to be a shitter team with Trey Lance. I'm mm, sorry. They got a good defense, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he was a shitter. You're not a defensive fan. You have the Broncos missing the playoffs, too. Oh, Their I have the Broncos finishing fourth in the West. Yeah. That's like finishing second in any other division, though. Really? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know how good they're going to be. I'm not sure. I think it might be next year is the year that they're good, which I is a weird really thing to say. But I think they're going to be like Super Bowl level good next year. But yeah, um, I just think they yeah, need so. a year to get everything situated. All right. And then one last thing before we finish this up. Uh, Super Bowl predictions and then championship predictions. Okay. Um, I have the AFC champions, the Chiefs. Oh, and then over I the have, Bills? Uh, no, actually. Oh. No. Over uh, Chiefs over – I think I had them over the Ravens. Okay. So it'll be a wild one. And I think in that game will be played in Kansas City. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to tell you right now that uh, you had the Chiefs as your two seed and the Ravens as your three seed. Is that not so, possible? I'm not sure. So if they were to both win their first round matchups, they would play in the divisional round. Okay, so, so they, it's not even possible. I didn't do the math. See? Yeah. This is the problem with not making the seeding before. <laughs> um. Then, yeah, I guess it's just the Bills. No, but okay. no. I'm, I have the Chiefs. The two seed Chiefs playing the three seed Ravens in the championship. Okay. Yeah, definitely gonna happen. Yeah. Uh I have the Bills beating the Chiefs in the championship. Very basic prediction, but uh I think those are the two best teams in the AFC. I think they'll match up and I think the Bills will get their revenge. I think it'll be another fun game like it was last year. I just think the Bills will have a slight edge on the Chiefs this year. And the home field advantage too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is how I actually think it's gonna happen. I think the, uh, I think the Bills are gonna have to play the Ravens somehow in the playoffs, and it will be in Buffalo. Um, but the you know Lamar Jackson got shit on against the Bills last time in the playoffs, and I think he's just gonna go off, and that's gonna be like the deal sealer for his contract thing. But uh, yeah, um. Yeah, my my, uh, NFC champ, I have the Saints over – shit, I think I had the Saints over the Buccaneers, and I I don't think that's possible either with my seeding. No, I think so. I don't know if that's possible. If you have the seven seed – where you had the seven seed? Cardinals upsetting the Eagles in the first round. Yeah, I could see that happening. Okay, to the Eagles, but yeah, I also had the Eagles as my two seed. I thought that was kind of a hot take, but here you come with the Saints at one. That's more <laughs> of a hot take. So, and the Saints going to the Super Bowl. I'm a Jameis ride or die. What can I so say? So, are you are you on the Jameis uh, bird slaughtering tour this year? Oh yeah, if it flies, it dies. Yeah. He, he completed it, or he, he started the completion yeah. of it this week. One and other, but um, the the bad thing is he has to play them twice, so hard to beat a team okay. twice. But they will be at it's home. Good thing they the suck. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. It's it's hard to say how good the Falcons are because from this, just this week one. 
So you know, I mean, they weren't in it. So uh, basically, what what are the teams that he has to beat? He has to beat the Eagles, the Ravens, and then the Falcons twice. Is there any other bird teams? I thought they played the Seahawks, but I don't. Oh, the Seahawks. Okay. I can't make sense. Can't confirm. No, they play every that. single bird team. I was just, I can't think of it. Oh, well, then they have to play the Cardinals too. Um, mm. shit. Uh, this is, it's like one oh, of the first e- times in it. Yeah, you already said Eagles. My bad. Um, I think that's all the birds. Let's see, so they play the Seahawks week five, Cardinals week seven, Ravens week nine. Uh, and then Falcons again in week 15, and then the Eagles in week 17. So that would be one, two, three, four, five, six games against bird teams. I think it's the first time in history that uh, like a quarterback has the opportunity to play all the bird teams in one year. So be very fun uh, stat to look out for anyway. Yeah. And then in the Super Bowl, you have, would you say, Chiefs and Saints? Yeah. And would be by the way, I know I'm a huge Jameis guy. But I don't think Jameis is going to carry him to the Super Bowl. I think it's the defense first defense. off. Okay, I just want to I want to put that out there that I have great faith in this defense and their special teams. Um, so yeah, but I, then I just have the Chiefs beating the Saints in the Super Bowl. Okay, so you had all the Saints like the big run of destiny, and then you just. Kind of like the Bengals yeah. last year, just losing the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, I have the Bills sealing the deal, completing the job. As I said earlier, they have 2016 Cubs vibes, and I have them beating the uh, Buccaneers. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I never said my AFC or my NFC predictions. I, I have the Buccaneers beating the Packers. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know. I, I hate I'll picking the Bucs because it's, it's – if, if the Buccaneers play the Bills in the Super Bowl, Tom Brady wins. I'm sorry. I just think he would. I I don't think so. I think the Buccaneers are, are the Bills I are think too especially good. too the refs might be in his hand pocket. Uh, if well, that, that would Brady, definitely be the case, but if Tom Brady it plays in the Super Bowl this year, um, so the Bills need to really hope that Tom Brady does not get to the Super Bowl, and he's so good against the Bills over the history. I mean, how they I, beat the Bills last year. I know. And then the Bills but, got hot, though. But I remember the Bills. It's a, it's a new year. I know. I, a lot of people are high on the Bills. So am I, man. I think I could easily see them winning the Super Bowl, too. But I, what can I say, man? I'm, I think Mahomes is the GOAT. I think he'll probably end up being the GOAT. Maybe not have as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady, but he'll be up there. So. I, uh, I'm going to read off some of my award predictions here. Uh, MVP, I have Patrick Mahomes. I think you said you have him Same. as your MVP, yep. too. Um, we're both off to a hot start there. I think he threw four <laughs> or five touchdowns. Five. Five. Sweet. Um, and then my Offensive Rookie of the Year, Drake London. Um, so, yeah. And then do, Defensive Rookie of the Year, I have Sauce Gardner. He was pretty good today. Um, and I think he's just going to beat out Derek Stingley. Um, my ground player of the year, I have Derrick Henry coming back for a vengeance, but now that one doesn't look as hot after today because the Titans just didn't look very good. Offensive player of the year, I have Justin Jefferson. Um, my defensive player of the year, I had TJ Watt, but he's already dead, so that sucks. Uh, 
this one is just completely out there. There's no stats that line up with this. I have my Walter Payton Man of the Year, Cam Hayward. Um, <laughs> okay. <and> then, <laughs> interesting prediction. <laughs> and then uh, my Coach of the Year is Andy Reid. So, nice. yeah. He sent out uh, Justin Reed to kick an extra point today. Yeah, I know. That was awesome. That was fun. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't do any predictions other than MVP. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to do rookies because that would just I, – I can't even think of any rookies right now other than the, one, the ones you just said. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do Chris Olave, Offensive Rookie of the Year, though. Yeah, I actually hit him. I had him down as my Offensive Rookie of the Year like about a week and a half ago, and then I saw Peter King, uh, the sports writer. He was like – I have Chris Olave as my offensive rookie of the year, and I said, "Okay, I'm changing it." So, <laughs> I, don't okay, well, I, I just mine. don't agree with Peter very often. So, all right. Well, I, I do agree with Peter. That's just an instinct that I just had on that one. Um, and then offensive player of the year, I agree with you on the Justin Jefferson. I he's just so electric and so fun, and I think he's going to have a massive year. Um, just some of the catches he was making today, I'm like, man. Kirk is really not that good, but Justin Jefferson is making it look amazing. And uh, that's another thing. We kind of forgot to talk about uh, <laughs> some of the big catches today. Deontay Johnson had, a, had probably the best catch of his career, that one-handed grab. And then Jamar Chase had an unreal one-handed catch, and it got called back. So that yeah. kind of sucked, but just – all kinds of awesome catches today as well. Jahan Dotson had one catch in the back of the end zone where he like reached around the defender um, in the football team game, and that was an awesome catch by a rookie. So just some good catches today. Yeah, um, for sure. Also, Cooper Cup, we didn't really talk about him, but he looked fine. He had like 120-something yards, a touchdown, and uh, he's pretty much we- the only guy that Stafford looked to. Yeah, we didn't really talk too much about Stafford being racist. Yeah. Uh, that theory out there that he's a racist, uh, only targeting black receivers three times the entire night. Yeah. So, but people forget uh, he did have Calvin Johnson, who is black. So, and made well, I think, famous. as I saw people were saying, uh, even a racist would target Calvin Johnson. And I fully wholeheartedly agree with that. Like, you get the biggest racist out here and you tell them you throw to Calvin Johnson, they would do it. Um, so. That's my counter argument to that, and uh, that's a yeah, that's a good argument. I don't know why. <laughs> and uh, I I think that's about it. Oh, yeah. awards! My I'm going to do my coach of the year because I forgot what the other awards were. Nick Sirianni of the Eagles. I think he's going to win it. one. I think they're going to have a good good season this year. Um, yeah, Brandon Staley could be another one too, but I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, you I can't really pick a Chargers player. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Like that division is just chaos, man. Yeah. And, and uh, Mahomes. So he'll yeah, probably. Mahomes. Mahomes. All right. I guess we can. That, that'll wrap up football talk. We have a little over an hour. So we can finish up the show here with uh, Cardinals baseball talk. We, we, we can't. We can't do a show without it right now. Albert Pools is just too amazing. Um, last night he tied Albert. Or not Albert. He tied Alex Rodriguez on the all time home run record for fourth all time and today he passed him with a go-ahead home run in the top of the ninth inning um it kind of got overshadowed because like i was i was all football 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 and then just like for a second i looked at the score saw albert was up turned on the game for a half second saw him hit the pimp the home run it was just like that caught up in in everything um 
there was actually a cool story afterwards that like the people who caught that home run ball actually went into the locker room to give it back to him since it was like him passing a rod and he told him to keep it and he actually gave him another signed ball. So that's kind of, kind of a cool story there. Um, he inches closer to 700 and in the last episode, I do believe I said there is no chance that he gets to 700. Um, I don't, a lot of time and games have been passed since we last recorded, so... I know. I don't want to give up on a take, but I am not confident in that at all. I, I think he's actually... He's going to get it. I mean, he's only three away. We have 20 games left, and he needs three. Um, and we have an eight-game lead in the division, so, like, towards the end of the year, if, like, we have an eight-game lead still with, like, two weeks left. He's going to be playing every single day. So there's no... I There's no universe unless he, like, dies that he doesn't get it. So I I'm, I'm pulling back. I'm that take I'm, I'm regretting it. So that's, that's He's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I, you know, and maybe he gave back that ball because he knows he's going to hit 700. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's the ball. Also, one thing that kind of keeps me awake at night is what if he gets 699? Like I, I don't stuck like, there. Yeah, I don't like the feeling. Of, like I know it's the goodbye tour, but I almost feel like you just gotta bring him back, and then as soon as he hits seven hundred, he can just retire. I, I, I think mean, I know that there's a lot of training. Runs. There's a lot of training that obviously goes into being a baseball player. You have to. I mean, he'd have to keep his body up for a full another off season, which he's probably ready to just get fat. I mean, he's halfway there already. So, <laughs> I, and I don't blame him. I would he was there too. last year. I mean, I would be ready to just fat, you know, but, um, like I, but also if I was at 699, I'm trying to get 700, man. So, but here's the thing. He's not going to finish with, he's getting 700. He'll probably actually get more than 700, finish like 702 or something like that. So, uh. Yeah, or maybe I mean, he will just pull like a Roberto Clemente. You know, he had three thousand hits on the dot, and then he died in the off season. Um, yeah, maybe Albert true. Pujols will just hit seven hundred and then retire. You know, and just have it right on the dot. That would be kind of cool. Um, yeah, um, it would be nice. I know we have twenty one games left, but if he could just have a night where he hits two, that would that would be nice to give us some breathing room. Um, and we 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 still have some shitters on the schedule. Luckily, so we have a ton on the schedule. Actually, and this also, week was a big week home for that. Runs, but... Not not to be a conspiracy, but all of his home runs they just they just look like they're thrown right down Main Street. I just can't help but look at it. Did you see the one today? It's crazy. It was it out was of like the strike top... zone. Oh well, the one like. The 696 was just top of the zone, and it did not look like it had that much heat on it, and he just f- killed it. So I don't, I'm don't, i not a conspiracist theory guy, but but maybe. Well, I, I think there are some times where maybe they do that, but if you look at like any batter, there's like sometimes Paul Goldschmidt will get a fastball right down the middle, and he just doesn't swing at it because he's not expecting it. But, I mean, Yachty calls fastballs down the middle all the time. You know, I was watching the game yesterday with Jack Flaherty and he threw like 10 fastballs right down the middle. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it really has anything to do with. No, I definitely don't. I'm just saying it's just it's maybe it's just believe it sometimes. I sometimes maybe it's just another thing. Like, I can't believe they're throwing it right down Main Street 
to Albert Pujols when he's so hot right now, too. It's like, that's another thing. Like, what, what are you doing? Um, but maybe that's why, you know, you play for the Pirates or something. I don't know. But, um, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, another fun stat, Albert Pujols, even before the home run today, he has more home runs at PNC Park than any current Pittsburgh player. So, I mean, Brian Reynolds, he tied or he passed him on the on the uh, leader at PNC Park with a home run yesterday, and uh, he's the leader on the, the Pirates right now. So, just a fun stat to throw out there that he has more career home runs than any Pirate at the Pirates Stadium. Do you know what that number is? Um, I could find it if you give me like. Oh, okay, that's thirty. That's I was just wondering. If, I didn't. I, I wanted. It was a nine. It was like twenty nine. It was either nineteen or twenty nine. So today he got like a clean number. I think it was Mister Jeff Jones, who is a great writer um, for the Cardinals, but he also maybe robbed a bank allegedly. Um, <laughs> um, uh, let's see if I can find it. One thing I want to, while Luke looks for that, uh, we will like. For the NFL shows, the NFL talk, we're going to try and get as good as we can at like the 30 second segment part at the beginning so that it kind of flows better. But this yeah, was it didn't flow very a, well today at all. No, but it was a week one for everybody kind of situation. So, yeah, but we're going to try and get better at that for sure. So just yeah, bear with us. And another thing, we, we talked about maybe doing two shows a week, but both me and Cam are pretty busy, so. That may or may not happen. You know, maybe if one night, like a Thursday night, we don't have anything and we'll just get on and talk during Thursday night football um, about it and just, you know, preview the week or something. But it might not be an every week thing. So I did find it. Pujols hit his 33rd home run at PNC Park yesterday. So now he has 34 career home runs at PNC Park, which is more than any active pirate. And he's also on pace to have the second highest single season runs created plus at an age 42 or older season in history. I don't know who's number one, but I just saw that too when I opened up the Twitter machine. He's behind Cap Anson. Yeah. Who's like um, a guy who played in the 1800s, so he's fake. One thing, uh, I know we kind of finished up football, and you know, the big thing to watch out for the Cardinals right now is it looks like we'll secure the division here coming up shortly, and obviously Albert Watch, but – Interesting weekend of college football. I just want to talk about the fun belt for just a quick okay, second. Yeah, we need to. That the could be a say belt. hello. Say hello say, segment. Say hello to the fun belt, although I have known the fun belt for many, many years. Um, the sun belt conference man was on one this weekend. We had, first off, I mean, this is another game to just, you know, you tip your cap. Um, Georgia State. At home, almost beat North Carolina. The final score was 35-28. And so that would have been a big one, but they covered. Um, Arkansas State, Sun Belt team, covered against Ohio State. Southern Mississippi covered against Miami. And then we get into the real nitty-gritty of the Sun Belt here. We had Appalachian State go all the way down to College Station, who was ranked number sixth in the nation. And they won 17 to 14 over Texas A&M unranked 0 and 1 Appalachian state Mountaineers go in 
to shocked. Aggieville and shocked, shocked the Aggies. Shocked Mr. Jimbo Fisher. Yeah. And although I'm not going to lie, I obviously I was very shell-shocked by it, but also I literally watched the Appalachian State team for four hours last weekend because that's how long the game was. And, I mean, Appalachian State is really good. And they have like 25 and 26-year-old players on their team, just grown-ass men. And, uh, you know, Texas A&M is really young. They had the, like one of the best recruiting classes in the history of recruiting this past season. But, hey, man, that doesn't uh, – that, that didn't really matter. And uh, App State controlled the ball for like 44 minutes of the game, which was just insane. I mean, it, it was like having two clock on conservative run ball uh, mode on like Madden or NCAA 14 and just chewing the clock all game long. And they got out of there with a win. And Haynes King, Texas A&M's quarterback, was bad to say the least. And yeah, App State shocked the world. Now they get college game day this week. So yeah. And then uh, we had uh, Marshall. We are Marshall. This one, I was way into this one. If you know anything about me, I hate Notre Dame, Notre Shame with a passion. And so uh, Marshall won uh, week the, the week before, like 55 to like seven or something like that. But it was against like a really shitty school. People are like, well, they're not going to be able to do that against Notre Dame, which is true, right? But uh, they went there and they scored 26 points. And they get the win over Notre Dame. Uh, Sam Buckner, Notre Dame's quarterback, was a shitter down the stretch, to say the least. And the face he made when they lost the game was just unreal, just beautiful. Just the beautiful sight of Notre Dame fans just being in utter shock. I hate those people, man. They are the worst. I, I've been there. I experienced the Notre Dame Stadium just arrogance and it was just beautiful to watch and we are marshall man roll thunder and herd big gangrene let's go marshall got the win at notre dame and it was beautiful and then to cap the night just a quick little night capper luke you're muted just a quick little night capper georgia southern goes up to nebraska and cans Coach Frost seals the deal, and it was just beautiful. They had 652 offensive yards, the most ever at Lincoln Memorial Stadium, and it was beautiful. I mean, they went up there, and it was just like a nice little piece of the Sun Belt for the rest of the nation to hold on to, and they sealed the deal. And uh, although I'm sure Nebraska fans are relieved. So, yeah, they might be calling Urban Meyer. So, yeah. Um, Luke, you are muted, just so you know that. Whoops. And that's why that's why you didn't hear me earlier, I yeah. guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was laughing at that joke. That was a funny. Nebraska fans are ecstatic about that loss because um, it can't. But uh, one thing I was going to say about Notre Dame, they're 0-2. And, and they still have to play teams like Clemson and BYU – and uh, another really high-ranked team, I forget, but they have a really tough schedule. They are going to be fighting for a bowl game at the end of the year, which is kind of funny to think about. Notre Dame on the grips, on the ropes with a bowl game. But uh, Marcus Freeman with the worst start of uh, any Notre Dame coach in history. Yeah. And 
They're they're one of four teams that are power five that don't have a win. Um, Boston are they power five? They're see that's another thing. I don't know how you can consider them power five when they're not in a conference, but technically they play just as many ACC games. Yeah, as pretty much the ACC does, like a regular ACC does team does. Um, so I guess they consider them power. Five. I mean, it's Notre Dame. You know, they're pretty much power five. But um, it's what like happened Notre, to Dak? Notre Dame, West Virginia, Boston College. All those teams don't have a win right now. And uh, yeah, it's sad. And uh, one, I don't know if Notre Dame plays this weekend, but they play North Carolina in two weeks. And North Carolina has a bye week this week because North Carolina is already three and zero because they played in week zero. But who did West Virginia lose to this week? Kansas. That's another thing. Kansas is 2-0. 2-0, folks, and are at the top of the Big 12 standings right now. Coach Leopold has the Jayhawks right where they want to be. And it's an insane world. I I could not believe the letters I was typing on my phone to my father when I said, is Kansas better than us? And I was talking about Mizzou football. I, I, I don't know. I think we're going to find out in a few weeks when Kansas plays Kansas State because uh, that's true. We did we certainly did not look good against Kansas State. Yeah, we lost by four touchdowns. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I guess we can have a brief note about that game before we uh, wrap up this podcast. Yeah, I just want to say this is a Missouri podcast, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, it, it, we, this is something that we are not proud to talk about, though. This was an embarrassment to to the state. Um, the offense was an eyesore to say the least. Uh, one there was one time where we went a span of five passes and we threw four interceptions out of those five passes. Um, it just looks bad. I mean, when we have third and twelve, we're throwing dump off passes and screen passes and shovel passes and you know slants for five yards across the middle. We have no urgency at all on offense. The defense didn't look bad. We just kind of got carved up by Deuce Vaughn, which we talked about. Which you know, I'm you can't really blame the defense for that. They they didn't look terrible. In the SEC, they're gonna they're gonna play. They're gonna play in the SEC. But this offense has got to turn it around, man. This is, I mean, it was just brutal to watch. I couldn't, I could not watch it. I physically could not watch it. I had to turn it off and go to the Texas Alabama game. Um, it was just terrible. Yeah, and like you said, through three quarters, the Mizzou defense was awesome. I think they did give up in the fourth quarter, and I don't blame them. They had no support. Like, the game was already over, but they played three good quarters. And I know the score doesn't reflect it. Like we said, they lost 40-12. to 12, But Texas or Kansas State actually had a couple touchdowns in the fourth quarter. But like Luke said, we had so many turnovers, it was laughable. I mean, it was just horrible. And that game actually reminded me of the Bears game today in terms of field conditions. It was just a slop yeah. fest, and actually that game got delayed multiple times, um, which was actually kind of nice to have a little treat to watch uh, after the Texas and Alabama game concluded, but it was no treat, that's for sure. No. It was so bad. I preferred that um, game to be over sooner. Yeah, it was just disgusting, like the field there at Kansas State, but – I'll, you know, and this goes for the NFL and college football alike. If you don't have a quarterback, then you are not relevant in college football or in the NFL. And 
that's just how it is. And right now, Mizzou, you know, they have Brady Cook out there, but he had happy feet the whole game, and he was running pretty much any chance he got, and he was not finding guys down the field, and it was a shit show. And I'll be the first one to say it, Mizzou needs an offensive coordinator and not just Coach Drink calling the plays. But uh, obviously it's a little late for that right now as the season's already two games in, but – yeah, and another thing about that is uh, that was one of Coach Drink's evaluation games. Yep, Remember at the one. beginning when we said there was four wins, guaranteed wins, and four guaranteed or three guaranteed losses, but the other ones were all evaluation games, and this was one of them, and uh, not a good start to them. And so far, I mean, one of the evalu- evaluation games is Florida, and they're ranked 18th now. One of them was Tennessee, and they just had an amazing game against Pitt. So those two games are going to be even harder to win now. So that leaves you down to Auburn and, and South Carolina. Uh, yeah, and we also the, the included games. we included Vanderbilt because it was before the season started in their guaranteed wins. Yeah, that is no guaranteed wins. That has been upgraded to a you know a, a more coin game. flip game. I don't know if it's it's it's. I don't know. My, I don't th- no, I want to say it's, it's up to an evaluation game. For me, oh, okay. at the beginning okay. of the season, it was not because I had no idea about um, Vanderbilt's quarterback and their jerseys look sick this year. Um, so, yeah, that helps. But I don't know, man. I re-looked at the schedule after watching Florida. Florida did not look good this weekend. Their defense looked good. But Anthony Richardson, he went from Heisman hopeful to uh, he's got a lot to work on, which is whatever. But – I mean, wait. So why are you saying that Vanderbilt's? Are you saying like they're good or Missouri's I'm not that saying bad? that Vanderbilt's good. I don't even think they'll be a bowl team. Are you saying that they're better than what you thought they were going to be? Yes, way better. Really? And, I and don't think so at all. I think they still suck. I I don't. They they beat, they beat a terrible FCS school in Elon, and then they beat Hawaii, which is basically yes. FCS but school. they hung in there with Sam Hartman and Wake Forest. They lost by three touchdowns. They did, but they hung in there. They definitely did. I checked in on that game here and there, and I'm just saying I don't think this is a. That's definitely not a game where you can just mail it in if you're Mizzou and get the win. I I don't think it is either, but I wouldn't say it's like an evaluation game. I I'd upgrade it to a worrisome game, like a game that if we don't play, if we're not on our best, we could be in for some trouble. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I I would also say after watching this game at Kansas State that we have more automatic loss games instead of evaluation games. I'm sorry. We do. Like, evaluation games have been bumped up to guaranteed loss games. We now have, in my eyes, now I'm a hypo believer, and it's paying off right now, but I'm a hypo believer, and the Tennessee game is bumped up to an automatic loss. I would agree. The Kentucky game has bumped up to an automatic loss. That was that was, it was an automatic already? loss already. Okay, good. Yeah, Georgia automatic loss. We already had that one too. And um, I think Florida very well could be an automatic loss. <laughs> so we're yeah, sitting and at I, four here. I I could be wrong here, but I don't. Did we have Arkansas as an evaluation? Oh yeah, too? yeah, we did. That's definitely and that's an automatic, an automatic loss. loss. <laughs> <laughs> I forget that. That's on Black Friday every year. That's an automatic loss, man. You might as yeah. well mail it in. Um, 
it is just not looking good. Um, so, you know, our evaluation so, games left are Auburn, who I think might get smoked this weekend by Penn State. Not for sure because Penn State's oh, not that good, but they might get smoked. Um, so I am actually Auburn. confident in winning the Auburn game. I, I hope we do, but it's a road ours. game. It's a fucking yeah. road game, and we just saw what happens when uh, we're supposed to show up for big road games, and we actually do not do that. So, you know, we've got Abilene Christian this Saturday, not even really on SEC Network. It's barely televised. You're going to have to watch it on your laptop if you want to at 11 a.m. Um, well, I'm going to it, so I, I can just watch it with my eyes. Oh, nice. But Nice. Yeah. Um, it's my first ever uh, college Mizzou game going to. So, Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Never been to an NFL game either. So, like, really my first big game, really, ever. Football game. So Nice. Going to that, um, and then a few weeks later, it got tickets for the first ever Cardinals, uh, or the first game of the playoffs. So, two really big games in a row for me. Well, this Mizzou game is probably not going to be a big game, but. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a big, big game. game for me. Yeah. Yeah. Self. Um. Yeah. yeah, I after relooking at the Mizzou schedule, I'm very, very worried that they will not make a bowl game. So I, I'm looking at it right now. We sh- Abilene Christian's a win. Auburn, that's a potential win. So that could be three. New Mexico State, that's a win. That's four. Vanderbilt should be should be a win. That's five. And, then, and there's that's then, it. But then you That's need a sixth it. win to make a bowl game. And our best chance is South Carolina in South Carolina. Otherwise, we got to be like a Tennessee or an Arkansas or a Florida <laughs> or even a Kentucky. That's a, a, I'm worried, man. I'm yeah. Coach Drink's got he's got to work fast here. He's got to prepare yeah. well. So, all right. Well, we're at about an hour and 30 minutes. So I think it's time that we wrap this up. I got to do some homework and then go to bed. So uh, yeah, episode 26 It took a little bit for this one to get out, but hopefully you guys like the new format and all that. I like it. It's a lot easier to edit and tell you that. <sighs> and uh, we didn't recap it, but the uh, Buccaneers look like they're going to beat the Cowboys. Yeah. There's about two and- minutes left. Terrible offensive showing from the Cowboys. Neither of us have this game like where we can hear what's going on, so neither of us know what happened to Dak. Yeah, but yeah, Cooper Rush is in the game right now. So yeah, so it's kind of a mystery to us as well. <laughs> I just I just looked up and they were showing like a graphic at Cooper Rush, and I was like, wait a second, why is he in the game? Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. Overthrows CD Lamb, that wide open CD oh, Lamb, but I, he, on third and three. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm a little bit behind you. He just threw a dot to a receiver. He's lined up for third and three on mine. <laughs> I don't know why you're ahead of me. I think because I actually <laughs> cable <laughs> way over through. Yeah, he was open too. Not a good look. Oh man, God, We're people seeing. are gonna be on Mike McCarthy's ass for this. I I hope he's got to get. He's canned. He's canned after the year. I hope they miss the playoffs. I hate him. He's a terrible football coach. He does not know ball. So, won a Super Bowl. All right. But yeah. All right. Yeah. That's our show. So, you may or may not see us back. Stay tuned for a potential Thursday night, uh, Friday. Actually, it'd be come out on Friday, Friday recording for next week. So, it may or may not happen. I'm warning you. But uh, stay tuned. Follow the Twitter. And yeah. Thank you for listening. Have a great week.
See you guys.